Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. Good morning and welcome to Creator's Homemaking. Today we are going to talk about one of Kirsten's favorite conference topics, which is Mothers Who Know by Sister Julie Beck from October 2007. And she starts off talking about the stripling warriors. And Alma 56, 47, and 48 says, Yea, they had been taught by their mothers that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. And they rehearsed unto me the words of their mothers, saying, We do not doubt our mothers knew it. And uh, as I reread this talk again, um, I really love it too, but for it felt like it was like, oh man, I'm not doing good enough. So Kirsten, why is this one of your favorites? Yeah, like Emily said, some of the times that I read this talk or listen to it, I do feel overwhelmed as well. Like, oh, there's no way I can measure up to all of these these things that she says in here. But I do love it because it's such a great guideline as to what we should be doing with our time and how we should um, live and the things that we should do as mothers and as women and as those that have influence over um, children. As Emily read that scripture right after it, she goes on to say, I would suspect that mothers of Captain Moroni, Mosiah, Mormon, and other great leaders also knew and there's been plenty of times when I've read the scriptures that I thought, man, I wish we had, you know, one of their mother's diaries or journals to, to see what they did, how they raised those, those children. Because we just don't, you know, don't have that. And so sometimes I feel like we're kind of left on our own to try and figure out what in the world we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be raising these children. Um, and I think this gives us a good guideline to that. Uh, she goes on and talks about covenants a little bit. And she says, when mothers know who they are and who God is and have made covenants with him, they will have great power and influence for good on their children. And so, Emily, what do you think or why do you think that's true? If we have made those covenants and if we truly know who we are. How does that influence for good our children? Yeah, um, I think that we have been promised when we make those covenants and are faithful to them that we will have the power of God with us. And I know for me, many times I've been inspired to do or say something that I never would have thought of on my own. And so I know that does come from Heavenly Father, and he truly is there to help and bless me because 
obviously I'm not smart enough to do things on my own. Um, and so I think when we are trying to live the way that we know we're supposed to live and when we know that we are truly daughters of God and that he loves us and wants to help us, then that can help us um, children and help to teach them so that they know that also. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think we probably all have had times where we've had to sit down with one of our children or maybe during a family home evening or just dinner where, you know, questions have been asked that we're like, Oh, I don't even know how to answer, answer that, but we can receive that guidance through the spirit or to just know one of them's having a, a rough day or something's wrong. And, and as we know, who they are is who we are, that they are God. We know he's going to us have to help them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to not leave out um, those that might be listening to this who are not mothers. Yeah. So I wanted to share a quote by Sister Dew. From her talk, Are We Not All Mothers? And this is from October 2001. She said, While we tend to equate motherhood solely with maternity, in the Lord's language, the word mother has layers of meaning. Of all the words they could have chosen to define her role and her essence, both God the Father and Adam called Eve the mother of all living, and they did so before she ever bore a child. Motherhood is more than bearing children, though it is certainly that. It is the essence of who we are as women. It defines our very identity, our divine stature and nature, and the unique traits our Father gave us. As daughters of our Heavenly Father and as daughters of Eve, we are all mothers and we have always been mothers. And I just love that. I have a dear friend that has not been blessed with her own children, but she has made a huge impact in my children's life and I know in other um young men and young women in our ward. And so I just love that, that just because you're not necessarily blessed with your own children, you can still be an influence in others' lives. And I know right now being young women president, I have been blessed with that spirit and guidance when I've needed it to help a young woman that's in my care right now. So I just um, love that that can come to us just as daughters of God and not necessarily just as mothers to our own children. Yeah. Um, we all aunt that has been married or yet the influence had, I think all of us is huge. Whether it was us when we were younger doing things with her or as we've had children and she's come and helped and been there um, just to relieve some, you know, some little stress or whatever that comes um, because she's so excited to have them. And I will be forever grateful for her and her influence and example to me and also on my children. Yes. She came after I had my third baby and stayed for a week and it was so fun to have her here and um, yeah, so grateful for her. 
Yeah, I know. She came after I had my first one with my mom and my mom, our mom had just had a baby that was only five months old when I had my baby. And um, she came and she was so willing to just, you know, take one of the babies for a walk or, you know, get out and do what needed to be done so we could try and figure out how to take care of two babies. But, um, but she has just been such a strength and an inspiration. When I went to college, I lived um, close to her and her example there um, and just to have a friend was so needed and so amazing. I think there's nothing less of those women that don't have their own children. And I agree how you said that we have, you know, maybe not even our own children, but those that we serve and being in the primary um, in my ward, just the love that comes and the guidance that comes for the children that were over, you know, we receive that through that inspiration and through those covenants that we. In that same talk, sister Beck also says the responsibility mothers have today has never required more vigilance more than at any time in the history of the world. We need mothers who know. So what does that mean to you being a mother who knows? Um, I think that's probably going to look different for everybody because everybody's in a different phase of life, a different spot, has different kids doing different things. And I was trying to find this quote and I won't be able to find it right at this exact second when, <laughs> when I'm looking. But um, one of the things that she talks about is mothers who know do less. And I think that's partly what it means to know is to know what we should be spending our time on and what we shouldn't be spending our time on, what we should be doing versus what we shouldn't be doing. Maybe what our children should be doing versus what they shouldn't be doing, but not always um, what emotional feelings <laughs> say, but um, by that guidance of, of knowing and letting them be able to choose some things as well. Um, but I also think that it also, mothers who know that means knowledge, knowledge of lots of different, different things. And I think until you become a mother, you don't realize all the little things that you all of a sudden have to do, or you think you should do, or <laughs> all, all the little things that you have to know and, um, from, you know, budgeting and accounting to, you know, time management and scheduling. Um, I mean, the list could go on and on cooking and cleaning and doing laundry and, you know, all of those are things that as mothers we do. Um, but there are also things that we need to pass on to our children so that they know and can do. Yeah, thanks. Um, when, as I thought about that, all those things also, and just, um, you know, that scripture says, um, they rehearsed unto the, me the words of their mothers, saying, we do not doubt our mothers knew it. So I think it starts with knowing who we are as children of God, who our children are, that they are children of our Heavenly Father, that we've been blessed to raise on this earth in this life 
and um, that we can have the Holy Ghost and the Spirit with us to guide and direct us. Um, I found a quote from President Joseph F. Smith, and he was talking about pioneer women. And he said, could you turn one of these women away from their convictions in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Could you darken their minds as to the missions of the Prophet Joseph Smith? Could you blind them with reference to the divine mission of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? No, never in world could you do it. Why? Because they knew it. God revealed it to them, and they understood it, and no power on earth could turn them from what they knew to be that truth. And I just love that. I think about the pioneer women and how strong they had to be. You know, the church was brand new. It was a new gospel, a new way of life. They had just learned. Um, and their convictions were so strong that they had such strong testimonies and were unmovable in their faith. And I just really admire that and hope that. In the coming days, as life on this earth gets harder before the second coming, that I can be that strong and immovable. Yeah. In this talk, one of the things, or one of the sections says, mothers who know are nurturers. And she says that to nurture means to cultivate, care for, and to make grow. And she goes on to say, nurturing mothers are knowledgeable, but all the education women attain will avail them nothing if they do not have the skill to make a home that creates a climate for spiritual growth. Growth happens best in a house of order, and women should pattern their homes after the Lord's house. Nurturing requires organization, patience, love, and work. And then she quotes the scripture, Doctrine and Covenants, section 109. Or to organize yourselves and prepare every needful thing and establish a house, even a house of prayer, fasting, faith, learning, glory, order, and a house of God. And that was given um, at the Kirtland dedication for the temple. And, you know, what a great model to pattern our homes after. And I think that's one of the keys is that the spirit has to be in our home. And they have to feel safe to share their testimonies and share their experiences, but it also has to be a place of learning where we're teaching and, and striving to help them gain those testimonies and to teach them how to feel the spirit. Yeah. Um, there's another talk where she talks about how mothers who know are teachers mm -hmm. and she says, Think of the power of our future missionary force if mothers consider their homes as a pre-missionary training center. Then the doctrines of the gospel taught in the MTC would be review and not a revelation. That has influenced that as power. And as a mother of three boys, I think about that a lot. <laughs> Am I really teaching them everything they need to know so that they are prepared when they go out to serve? I know you have a son on a mission. Does he feel like he was well-prepared? I'm sure he was, because you're amazing. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he seems to be doing really well, so so I guess you'll have to ask him if he feels like he was prepared. I don't know that anybody totally feels that they were prepared, but, but yeah, I think he um, has just from various things that I've seen from his mission that he really 
um, seems to have grasped those concepts, which makes me feel good. <laughs> and, um, and some of the things he hasn't, he hasn't really shared a whole lot of, of spiritual things individually. He hasn't, but I've had people reach out to me and share things that just make me feel good. But he has definitely reached out and said, mom, I'm so glad you taught me how to budget or how to grocery shop or how to, you know, make things. So I think those things have to go hand in hand. We have to do both. We have to teach them both, both things. I know my daughter, one of the things that she has said more than once is I'm so glad you taught me how to clean. <laughs> and I've thought that more than once of my mother too. I'm glad that I learned how to clean, even though I still don't love doing it. <laughs> And if you looked at my house, you would know that I don't love doing it. But I'm so grateful that I, you know, that was something I was taught. Yes. So. We're expected to do. Yeah. Um, in thinking about this talk, I also thought about the one Certain Women by Sister Burton from April 2007. And of course, that's in reference to those scriptures in New, the New Testament, which we actually just studied or are I don't remember if it was this week or last, but anyway, um, the women that were the disciples of Christ mm -hmm. and how they um, supported him. Um, but she gave like several other definitions for the word certain, yeah. which I liked. It was convinced, positive, confident, firm, definite, assured, and dependable. And I just um, thought about those attributes and those are all things that I probably could work on a little bit more. Um, but she said certain women were willing to sacrifice and they look forward to Christ's coming. And um, so I liked that. Um, I found a quote from President Kimball. He said, much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives, and to the degree that the women of the church are seen as distinct and different in happy ways from the women of the world. And I, I've heard that quote before. I think I've actually probably quoted it before on here, but I just love that, that our uniqueness and our difference from the world is going to stand out and draw people to the church and so we need to make sure as women and mothers who know that we are showing the world that difference in positive ways yeah yeah and i love all of those i guess adjectives that she <laughs> definitions of of certain because i think we don't think about those ones very often and they're true. In this talk, she says, mothers who know do less. And it's something I wanted to talk about for a minute and ask you some questions. But um, she says that they permit less of what will not bear good fruit eternally. And I think we kind of all know that. I think there's so many things out there that it's easy for media to come into our homes um, without or even blinking an eye, you know. <laughs> Who knows who's on what and reading or, you know, talking about or whatever. But she goes on to say less distraction and less activity that draws their children away from their home. 
Mothers who know are willing to live on less and consume less of the world's goods in order to spend more time with their children. More time eating together, more time working together, more time reading together, more time talking, laughing, singing, and exemplifying. These mothers choose carefully and do not try to choose at all. Their goal is to prepare a rising generation of children who will take the gospel of Jesus Christ into the entire world. And then she goes on to say that, you know, their goal or mothers that know's goal is to prepare future fathers and mothers who will be builders in the Lord's kingdom. But something I wanted to talk about for a little bit was, so how, how do we know how to do less? You know, how do you, how do you choose to do less? Because it's so easy to get so overwhelmed because we have to take on all these 500 tasks. Yes. How do we, you know, how, how do we know if our kids are doing too much or, you know, I think we all want them to be involved and happy and learning. And so I want to talk about that for a minute. How do, how do we, how do we know if we're doing too much? How do we choose to do less? Yeah, um, this is something that my husband and I have really talked about a lot lately. I thought it was interesting as I was looking back through this conference talk. This conference was the same conference that Elder Oaks gave his talk about good, better, best. And I think that's where having the spirit with us is so important to help us know for our family what is the best things that we should be doing um in our community sports is a huge thing and everybody does every sport and they're involved in music which is great i'm not against sports i'm not against music i think it's great but i see so many families that are so busy going here there and everywhere that they don't have that time to together and work together and all those things she talked about and so For us, we've really tried to kind of limit the outside activities that our kids are doing outside of our home and make it more of a priority to be together. Obviously, that doesn't always happen with having an older son now that has a job and he's got a lot of extra (laughs) activities this year, his first year of high school. And so we have had to do some things without him. But I think, yeah, it's just having that spirit sitting down together and deciding what are the most important things and what things can we let go of. And I think that looks different for everybody. I think everybody has to have their own um, guidance from the spirit to know what works for them and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can't compare what we're doing with somebody else is doing because there is no comparison everybody's doing differently every different phase of life their kids are doing different things maybe they have more kids maybe they have less kids you know maybe they have a husband that's you know home that can help get kids places or you know there's so many variables and it's so easy to look out and be like oh how, how they're doing it all. How are they doing it all? But we don't see the inside of, are they really doing the most important things all? And I think that's like you said, that good, better, best. Are we still able to have family prayers? Are we still able to do, you know, family scripture study? Are we sometimes still eating together? <laughs> you know, and you know, it's hard as they start getting older, especially when they start working and they're working later 
to get some of those things in. But I think if they know that that priority is still there, that, you know what, we're going to read scriptures and maybe we're going to read them at o'clock at night and you don't get off until nine. But they know that those were still read at home. And, you know, I know people have tried to make it so that, you know, I'm reading scriptures at this time with these kids and this time with these kids. And it is. It's something that we're you make work for you. And we can't judge ourselves and we can't judge others by what we think they should be doing either. Yeah. Um, I found another statement. This was from the first presidency issued this statement in 1999. Motherhood is near to divinity. It is the highest, holiest service to be assumed by mankind. It places her who honors its holy calling and service next to the angels. And I really thought about that. Um, where it says place, places her next to the angels. And where are the angels? They're in heaven with God and Heavenly Father and Jesus. And so if we are doing our best as mothers, then that's where we can be also. And I just love that. Um because, yeah, we cannot do it alone, and we need the help of heaven. And so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. President Hinckley said, Stand strong and movable for the correct and proper under the plan of the Lord. Talking to, to women. Then he goes on to say, that has to be in our own home. And... You know, teach them who who is. Somebody's going to teach them. If we don't, somebody else will. And what are they going to teach? Probably not that we would, that we would want them to know. And I think especially in this day and age, we have to be so proactive on discussions and topics that we would have never even thought about talking about when when we had young kids and yet if we don't talk to them about it someone else will and then where will they be yeah sister beck ends her talk with these words she says latter-day saint women should be the very best in the world at upholding nurturing and protecting families i have every confidence that our will do this and will come to be known as mothers who knew. And I just hope that we can all strive to be those mothers who knew, those women who knew, that the Lord can count on us and that he can know that we are ready to serve when he needs us. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>